Hi, I'm Kelsey Zeiser. Welcome to the Light Reading Podcast. I am an editor here with Light Reading. My name is Mark Path. I am the director of Verizon's Business Continuity and Emergency Management Organization. Yeah, good to see you. Good to see you, Kelsey. Thanks for the invite out today. Absolutely. So um, tell us a little bit about your role at Verizon and Mm -hmm. specifically with Verizon Frontline. Sure. Um, My main role is managing Verizon's business continuity and emergency management capabilities. Uh, Part of that responsibility includes our merit team. Merit is the major emergency response incident team, and that is who was out here today running a simulated drill of a hazmat situation to test our preparedness in the event that we have to actually respond to a hazardous uh, situation. And tell us a little bit about uh, today's demo and and what the situation is. Um, Sure. I know we've got a lot of vehicles Mm -hmm. and um, folks getting ready with, um, there's a hazmat suit demo over Mm -hmm. here. So what what else is going on today? So we're testing the Merit Team's hazmat response. And that includes a simulated drill here in Cary, North Carolina, where we have one of our major technical facilities. And we're going to be working in partnership with the uh, employees in this facility. They'll be taking part of this drill. Uh, we'll be partnered with the Cary Fire Department and Raleigh Hazmat. And we're going to simulate a chlorine trifluoride spill along Route 40, uh, just behind the facility in Lake Crabtree. Uh, chlorine trifluoride is rocket fuel. It's very toxic. It's very dangerous. And so we're going to be simulating a drill uh, by sending our hazmat team, the merit team, in to secure the facility. They'll run drone operations to take visual sight of the exterior part of the facility to see if any of the chemical has entered or damaged the exterior part of the facility. Um, in fact, one just flew by. Yeah. <laughs> drone flyby there. Drone flyby. <laughs> um, and then we'll go be going into the facility in level A hazmat suits. Those are fully encapsulated hazmat suits that have breeding capabilities where they'll go in and do sensor readings to do detections of the chemical in the building. Uh, they'll check for people. Uh, They will change the air filters that are on the roof. Uh, And again, all of this will be done in coordination with local responders. Mm -hmm. And is the idea of the um, spill being uh, rocket fuel is that it's close to the airport and it's likely that maybe they were transporting that? Yes. Okay. It's exactly under that scenario. And typically that kind of chemical is transported by a freight carrier. And so it's not uncommon that we have that. Mm -hmm. And uh, tell us a little bit more about uh, when Verizon would come in. Um, I was uh, speaking with a colleague of yours earlier. He was saying it was usually within 24 to 48 hours after initial emergency response. And mm-hmm. then um, tell me a little bit about what uh, Verizon would go into. okay, that the building is ready for occupancy again. Yeah. So when we respond to a disaster situation, anything involving hazmat is not going to be an immediate thing. We're going to be very closely partnered with the local responders to the area. So that would be the fire department, the uh, police, EMTs, and we will coordinate with their incident command center to make sure that we've got the go ahead. We've got the right intelligence. We understand what we're getting into. Uh, So we would typically be staged in a a cool zone area waiting for our uh, uh, entrance to get into the facility. But it's all done in, in a close coordination with the local responders that are setting up that incident command center at the event okay 
And uh, tell us a little bit about the equipment that we have on site. I know there were, at, at one point, there were going to be robot dogs. Yes. So that might be something that, you know, for an actual um, emergency, there's a drone that's moving yes. around here. So what, what kind of equipment is yes. available? Drones is one. Uh, they are very useful for getting visual situational awareness, uh, getting really eyes on the situation that may be unsafe and having our drones provide that intelligence back to us ensures the safety of our responders and our hazmat team in going into a situation. Uh, some of the drones that we have could be equipped with uh, actual detection devices so that they can actually sense what equipment, what uh, hazmat material is out there. Okay. Um, if you look around, you'll see a lot of what we call mobile assets. Uh, so those are equipment that we can set up and establish communication capabilities. So think of a situation where you may have cell towers that are damaged. Uh, it takes a while to repair them, but we can quickly bring these mobile assets in and actually restore communications, mm -hmm. uh, which is vital for first responders that are doing life and safety um, missions. Uh, or if we need to augment existing capacity, so maybe, again, we have more first responders, a lot of people converging on areas, consuming a lot of bandwidth for the area. These assets can augment the already existing capabilities of the system to, again, provide those essential communications that are required for health and safety uh, uh, missions that first responders are responding to and keeping our community safe. Okay. And so building off that uh, connectivity um, standpoint, um, what kind of options are available to first responder? first responders, would there be um, a 5G network available or does it depend on the situation? Um, what kind of different uh, connectivity services are you providing? Yeah. We're always coordinating with first responder organizations. Our organization actually is the group within the overall Verizon response team that does those first responder coordinations. Uh, so we've partnered with them over the years to make sure that we can provide solutions that allow for interoperability. When you think about all of the first responders that are converging on an incident, so EMTs, fire, um, police, uh, search and rescue crews, they all need to, to be truly effective. They have to communicate with each other. And so we work with them to provide the right kind of communication solutions for them to, to do their jobs. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like from uh, when I was speaking with a colleague earlier that this uh, response team um, does this demo about twice a year, is that right? Uh, we actually do a total of 80 hours okay. of required training, uh, and that's to maintain our OSHA and National Fire Protection Association certification. So we are certified under the same guidelines that HAZMAT teams and fire departments uh, are certified. And it requires those 80 hours of training that also includes a simulated drill that we're performing here today. And again, that's to maintain our preparation for when we have to respond and recover uh, from a situation involving hazmat. Mm -hmm. And are any of these um, types of uh, setups available for, um, say, stadiums, um, if just in case of emergency? What are some other uh, scenarios as mm -hmm. well where you would um, you would come in and, and assist emergency responders? Absolutely. In addition to responding to disaster situations, uh, we also help first responders set up emergency operation centers where they may not be equipped or have the capacity or the equipment to do so. So whether it is a concert, we deployed last year for a concert in Georgia uh, to support victims of a tornado that ran through there. So they had a, an Alan Jackson concert. 
uh, and they, these, the uh, local police and fire didn't have the resources to set up a command center. So Verizon has mobile assets that actually help set up those command centers for those first responders. So we have what's called a mobile tactical uh, command center. It's basically a mobile unit that has uh, fully, fully powered, has generators on board. It has all the communication capabilities you need, satellite, Wi-Fi, 5G, 4G. Uh, it has um, workstations that you could work out, conference rooms, everything that an EOC would need or first responders would need to manage that, uh, that event. Mm -hmm. And is there anything that Verizon's hoping to um, add to the whole package of, um, you know, we talked about some of the equipment here. Is there mm -hmm. anything um, that you're looking forward to adding in the future? Mm -hmm. um, any thoughts there? Uh, we're always looking at the landscape of uh, events that we would respond to, both planned and unplanned. We're always trying to plan ahead of what technology, what capabilities that we would need to respond to and bring to bear to respond to those situations. So we have innovation teams that are always looking at new capabilities. Uh, my team is actively working with them to understand how we can apply them to future situations or maybe there's a gap in a capability, how can we overcome that gap? So there's always an innovative part of what we're doing to make sure that we're meeting the need to respond to disasters and both supplying the support the communities need. Are there any challenges in working with so many different, um, perhaps municipalities and different emergency teams? Um, how do you go in and ensure that you'll have a successful partnership with them? We have as part of our uh, state government agency representatives that can work with local and state and even federal EOCs. Uh, so we are very much partnered with them. Um, making sure that we understand their setups, how they operate, how they set up an emergency operations center. In fact, yesterday I went over to the North Carolina Office of Emergency Management just to get a tour and understand what, what, what they do. Mm -hmm. um, we have partnership arrangements for all of the state uh, agencies that do similar things to make sure we've got reliable communication, solid relationships, and we can respond to meet the needs of the community. Okay, sounds good. Uh, well, I know you've got a busy day ahead of you. I appreciate you doing this podcast with Absolutely. me. Absolutely, thank you. Um, it's been really interesting, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the demo. Enjoy the drill today. Thank and you. And try so and much. stay cool. It's hot. <laughs> yeah, it's very warm out here. Thanks again. Thank you, Kelsey.